0: Welcome back to another installment of Unsports Conduct. I am your host, Aaron Gemmel. I'm here with Sean Chase, making a substitution for Megan Youngblood today. You've heard him before. You've heard him before for a while, but he hasn't been been around. But we'd like
1: to welcome back Mitch. Mitch, welcome back. Hey, guess what, people? I'm back for one episode only. (laughs) He is back for one episode. We got a lot to talk about, and
0: it's just, there's just one elephant in the room i like to address, and that is Sean's Michigan Wolverines over the past weekend. That game, like we talked about, it lived up to expectations. Oh, no doubt. It lived up, and we said with Michigan's involvement with McCarthy, it cost them.
2: Exactly what I thought. And
0: that's exactly what I said that Michigan State needed to do in order to win that game. Get McCarthy in the game. He will make mistakes. And that's how Michigan State will prevail, and they did.
2: You're not wrong. And I said win the interior battle and stop the run. We lost the run battle because Walker went all over.
0: Five touchdowns? I yeah. mean, I wish he would have struck a Heisman pose on his fifth one, especially with Desmond Howard there. That would have been incredible. But five touchdowns is incredible. Um, you know, him having the most touchdowns and most rushing yards against Michigan in their 112 matchups is inc- is. Was unbelievable to watch, yeah. and just the way that they came back. Uh, the thing wow,
2: I forgot what the score was at one point.
0: They were down at least. They were down sixteen. They were at least. big. It was big were that
2: people s- were on Twitter talking about. All Cade is the best Cade in the state of Michigan. 100% nope. Jinxing us.
0: Nope. And, and so now, Michigan falls for the first time this year. They go. They drop to nine. State cracks the top five at number five. So how far do you think this Spartan team can go, Mitch, as far as, you know, the Big Ten title, maybe cracking a a playoff
1: spot, perhaps? Well, if they went out, you obviously cannot deny Michigan State at this point, but if you look at their schedule, there's one big game I think we need to look at here. Obviously, next week at Purdue.
0: That that looks pretty good.
1: It's a trap game, not going to lie. Oh, it's a trap. Purdue's been up and down, more up and down. We're up, man, down. I should say, but then they're home in Maryland. But then your last two is where it's going to be make and break. You have to walk into not the big house, the horseshoe, like James Franklin called Ohio State Stadium, the big house. And then, and then, roughly <laughs> enough, last game of the year, you have to play against Penn State at home. But again, it's all on Kath Walker right now. And right now, I'm sorry, in my opinion, he is the Heisman front runner, and you're right. I he think, should win it. I th- think that they, I think he built a gap this week, honestly. But can Michigan State run the table? Um, hey, it's 2021 college football. <laughs> you never count on anything, to say the least. But you know, no matter what, um Tuck coming, maybe to Baton Rouge, maybe to Southern California, you never know.
0: Yeah, we talked we talked about we talked about Mel Tucker potentially leaving for LSU a couple of weeks yeah. ago on the show. I really don't see that happening. He's building a he's building a culture, uh basically picking up Mark D'Antonio's pieces, and I, I just I can't see him leaving after two seasons. I really cannot see it. But in terms of uh, Sparty making a run, this team is looking almost as good as the team in 2015 when they made the playoffs for the, fir- for the first inaugural college football playoff. That, and, of course, we all know the result of that. Derrick Henry ran all over Michigan State as the Crimson Tide and ended up winning the national championship that year. But, nonetheless, that was an incredible year for State. And this year it has the potential to do so. I think going to Ohio State is going to be the toughest game for them. Nothing nothing comes easy, especially playing in Columbus. Penn State, I've been all over Penn State, Sean. You know that since the beginning of the year. Every single week it seems like they just keep going way down and keep lowering my expectations every single time. They somehow impress me to or find a way to impress me to lose and be more disappointing every week so i don't think penn state will be that big of a problem it's ohio state that worries me so i think i think michigan state can make a run michigan i think that might be their only loss i think ohio state will be their second
1: 10 to 2 finish michigan's about practical honestly and the way and, and the way michigan is built honestly i almost ran about this in the first episode we did last year where i uh kind of said some very, very choice words to the Michigan fan base. I'm going to have <laughs> but no, it's, it, it's very deep. The archives never saw the light of day. Thank <laughs> God. But this is what Michigan is. They're a 10-2, 10-11 win program, and there's nothing absolutely not wrong with it. Like, no. like, how many college programs right now, like, if CMU went 10-2 one year?
0: Oh, my God. Main popping. Street,
1: Main Street, Main Street would be on fire almost every Saturday. <laughs> I'm not lying.
0: But and like, we probably still wouldn't be ranked... Knowing just how the top twenty-five works, if wow. we were if we were ten and two, we probably still wouldn't be ranked. Of course not. Guess that's just how they just that's just how they do us. Yeah. Um, looking around the rest of this college football college football world, it was you know nothing you know too spectacular uh, over the weekend. You know, Iowa ended up going down to Wisconsin, which. You know that whole Penn State Iowa thing that I predicted, that's out the window. That's that's gone. That bye yeah. bye. That prediction's gone. I had that predicted for a Big Ten title game. Gone. Um, Georgia took care of Florida as we all as we all knew.
1: That game got of hand fast. Unless he missed
2: the first half. That, that was, game got like, out of hand fast. Like boy, that
0: really escalated quickly. I thought it was gonna be way closer than it was. So did I, especially what we fact you know last week what we talked about. It would have been should have been closer, but you know. It wasn't.
2: They defended themselves at one, though Georgia did.
0: Wake Forest stays undefeated. A very surprising team, in my opinion, this year. I I'm like Wake Forest. They have a good football team. That never really happens. You know, they typically are a basketball school. You know, Tim Duncan and all the all the glory and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Auburn, Old Miss was kind of a good one. Not really. Not really. The Wolf teams are still top fifteen. SMU in Houston was a wild ending. Wow. A kickoff return for a touchdown in the last 30 seconds. And then an almost kickoff return. uh, And sooning the kickoff that was just scored. Hail Mary chance. As time expired, no good. Entertaining. Very entertaining. Notre Dame takes care of business as always. BYU takes care of business. Ohio State took care of Penn State at home by 9. Fellas, besides Michigan, besides the right, besides Michigan State taking Paul or keeping Paul Bunyan for another year, what are your takeaways for uh, this this past week, week eight of the college football season, or week nine? Excuse me, week nine. So the one
1: thing I'm catching up now is the AAC is going to be insane. Yeah. Houston and Cincinnati are, are top dogs on that, and you know SMU. I thought you know it, like. Second last week of the year, the both teams underfeed against Cincinnati is going to be an absolute dogfight. Yes, but can we have a tie potentially for the AAC? Because Houston and Cincy don't play each other. Ooh. And I don't know, if there's because I'm looking at the standings right now. If that's your title game, if both teams are in the top 20, and that's Houston and that's Cincy's chance of making the final playoff push, that game is good. We're, we're just setting up for a really, really. Twenty twenty one, twenty twenty, kind of finish here. It's just, yes, well, unpredictable. So that's my big takeaway. The AAC is going to be insane. Since he pulls the rest of the table, they're in the playoff. No doubt.
0: If they do get in, what seat do you think they will be? Do you think they'll stay at a two, or do you think the committee will drop them to like a four just because of the conference they're coming out of?
1: You know, my personal take with that, as always, is I don't give a flying hoot about what conference you're in. At the end of the day, you're playing Division One college football. You are undefeated. You have shown the past two seasons now that you can hang with top dogs like Georgia, but then on that one, ironically enough. Uh, you know, and and look at Georgia. Look at Georgia this year, undefeated. Probably going to win the whole damn thing at this point. And they, it, it, it took a last second field goal last year in that bowl game for Georgia to get a win. Like since this program can't hang in there. So for me, it's a two seed. It's been, especially <laughs> a. Where they've done the past, the resume pass, you to stand up. And B, at this rate, it's going to be Georgia and Cincy, the only two undefeated teams probably left. I don't see how you could deny them unless Michigan State Kid takes his two seed and they run the table somehow. If they're a two or three seed.
0: Well, be, well, just looking at it, I mean, I really, I just, I agree with you that Cincinnati should be a two if they run the table and everything else works out for them. But. That's just not how the committee works. The committee is always, the committee always does something dumb every single year that has fans always talking about and just going off on tyrants and just just the anger and the frustration. So I have a feeling that Cincinnati will get bumped of that two, maybe a, to a three or maybe a four, depending on what Michigan State does, depending on what some other teams do. Maybe Bama comes, maybe runs back, and has that one loss, wins the uh, SEC title game, beats Georgia. They get their way in. So we could be looking at Georgia, Bama, Cincy, and Michigan State potentially. That would be, that'd be a pretty entertaining playoff.
1: But oh, man, on that's nearing all done. And, and then I'll, and then I'll let Sean get to his point. If you're Georgia right now, number one seed, let's say you beat Bama in the this title game, but somehow the committee, like you know, everything goes wonky. Georgia gets the one seed. he gets uh, Michigan State gets two. Cincinnati gets three. Somehow Bama still gets four. If you're Georgia Kirby Smart, you have to beat Bama twice in a row. And not only that. The next game for a national championship, let's say somehow this converter lights up Michigan State. you got to play Cincy, a young, scrappy a scrappy team that took you to the wire last season and it will not be intimidated by you. Yeah, That's going to be a hell of a run for Georgia to win a national title. Just so much drama in there. That's the dream I want to see, but Sean, have the floor, sir.
2: See, I never even thought of that scenario, but I don't think Alabama was going to get in, in my opinion. I thought Michigan was going to get in.
0: Ooh, that's out the window.
2: I shouldn't have left my house. I was listening to the game on the radio in McGurk Arena when the interception got caught. Should have stayed at the house and watched it. That's on Sean. I'll take that all day. But I do think is going to stay at two. I, they're too good. Michigan State's going to run the table, in my opinion. People are overlooking Penn State. I think Penn State's going to be a big challenge I, because they gave Ohio State a run for their money this weekend. People, It was a nine-point win. People are not looking at how close it was throughout most of that first half. Ohio State's beatable. Michigan State, I, if they get in the playoff, I think they're going to win the national
1: championship. Yeah, and I I, 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 just, want to, I just want to throw one thing in there. I, I'm pulling for Penn State solely because me as a Steelers fan, I have to pull for Joey Porter Jr. Yep. by default. Okay. It's going to throw it out
0: Respectable. There. Respectable. Fold, pulling for the state of Pennsylvania. I respect it. I respect it. So now, jumping from college football, we're going to take a take a slight twist turn here. Sean, swish and takes as always. NBA, it's heating up. It's getting interesting. We're starting to see what type of teams that we're that we're probably going to see the rest of the season. Kate made his they de- made K his debut the other night. Before, uh, you know, in a win and win. win didn't do didn't do that bad. Sean, you have the floor.
2: Yeah, Kate finally got to take the floor as a piston, which I've been waiting for this for a long time. I. I think he's the future of Detroit basketball his performance against the Magic did not show that finished with two points seven boards two assists and a block but his shooting which was there was questions surrounding that when he came out of OSU he went one from eight from the floor and no from five from deep the way the Pistons are set up yes Kelly Olenek can shoot threes but we need the point guard to be able to bury shots in clutch moments we cannot continue to rely on Jeremy Grant although he played well against the Magic and buoyed the team When we played the Nets, they shut down Jeremy Grant because the Nets are the Nets. They're the best team in the league right now, and there's no question about it. As I said before, I think losing Kyrie Irving was a positive for that team because Kyrie is the most me, me, me focused player in the league, in my opinion. I don't know the dude personally. That is strictly opinion. I don't, like I said, I don't know, but. I think our biggest thing we need to figure out is rebounding because we finished with 28 total rebounds against the Nets and 48 against Orlando, and nobody was in double figures in rebounding.
0: That's yeah, that, that has to ch- that has to change. And also Durant getting ejected last night for what he did to Kelly Olenek was... That seemed kind of bogus. Um, but, you know, Pistons fans are probably thinking, ah, oh, he got ejected, maybe that'll help us. No, no that wasn't the case yeah. at all. Lakers... Mm. I
2: still don't know how I feel about
0: them. Still not there. I still think I don't think they they'll they'll just be hanging around. Yeah. They'll make the playoffs, like we said. They'll make the playoffs. It will just be. And then they pounce.
1: That's it. That? And then they pounce when it matters.
2: If they get to the, playoffs, if they, though, if, they can do it to anybody, I, and they have enough talent. They just got to get their healthy. Well, that just depends on who they play. If they get to the, if they get to that point, if they, if they run into Phoenix, if they run into Golden State. See, I think they can beat Phoenix because they're a bigger-bodied team. Cool. Phoenix is having issues with uh, Hunter right now, or not Hunter, DeAndre Ayton. They're not wanting to re-sign him. Now, Golden State,
1: the, their firepower, you're right. They will give the Lakers trouble. But Especially especially if play Thompson is back and 100% like he can play.
0: Well, you have Thompson. You have Curry going full chef mode. You have Wiggins. You have Jordan Poole coming off the bench.
1: Get Wiseman. You
0: yeah. have Wiseman. You exactly. You have all those weapons. I mean, I just don't think how I just can't see the Lakers hanging around in the West for that long. It'll be. It's. You know, it's only now. It's only November. True. Still very early. Once we get to, the all January, get close to in February towards that All Star break, we're gonna get the idea of who we're of what teams we're gonna be dealing with. I mean, who knows? Charlotte could be the one seed in the East.
2: Oh, by, that, could, by that we'll time. by that. They're a pretty good team right now, and they just keep getting better. They keep getting more gelled as a unit.
0: Or the Bulls could be the number one seed.
2: They are surprising as well. They they picked up a lot of people, but they've played well together.
0: Or the Bucks can maintain their uh, hierarchy at number one, even though my Spurs took them down the other night, which felt pretty darn good.
2: Yeah, but they get to bounce back against the
0: Pistons on Tuesday, so (laughs) it'll be okay. They'll be be definitely all right. So now, just looking, just now as we headed, another week's gone in the NBA. Sean, so it's just one team in the East, one team in the West that you are just like, okay, they're the same as last
2: year. I'm counting them out. That's an interesting one. Could I, be- I want to say the Orlando Magic in the East. I don't, I don't trust them. If we can beat them and pick up a win, which any given night in basketball, anyone can go down. But they just didn't seem like they were all there together against the Pistons, like you said. We're a long way from the all-star break. Teams normally don't get... Together as a unit until they come back from the break. As far as the West though, I. The West is a, the one. West is what they always say every year is wild. It's a
0: Wild West because you don't know anything who is going to come up any day.
1: unless you're Houston. in That case you're just rebuilding it right now, so, you, so so they're dead in the water
2: basically. Great. But that rookie Jalen Green, he's that kid is ridiculous. ridiculous. That he's that's a yeah he's a good player. Yeah,
0: that kid's a good player, but yeah. Maybe, yeah, probably Orlando and Houston, probably yeah, the bottom, palm, bottom of the pecking be. order. So, going from the professional basketball world, now it's time for the college basketball season. Something that we I, I've been waiting for for a while, both to see the men and the women's season, especially because off that uh, high that uh, the Central Michigan women's team gave us last year, uh, winning the MAC and going to the uh, NCAA tournament. So, starting with the men's here, we have just the top, we have the top 10 teams in the country here. We got Kentucky at 10, Duke at 9, Baylor 8, Purdue 7, Michigan 6, Texas 5, Villanova 4, Kansas 3, UCLA 2, and Gonzaga number 1. Mitch, your thoughts on this top 10. Is there anybody that's that you're thinking like, wow, they should not be that high ranked?
1: I'll be dead honest with you. I could honestly care less about top 25 when it comes to college basketball. I couldn't give a damn. Mainly because the way the tournament is set. Like, yeah. All that matters is when you conference or or if you're power five, just do what you can. Because, look, number five in the nation, cool. So you get a two seed and you get bounced by, like, Akron A&M Tech. You <laughs> know? Go Huskies. Woo! You know, but, you know, to me, when it comes to college basketball, like, yeah, cool, top 25. Yeah. Um, if I had to go over it real quick, I think, I don't, I'm not the biggest college basketball fan. I just read, I study analytics, and, and, and Michigan makes one shot in the end against UCLA game and the final four, correct? Yeah. It. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they would have been in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think Purdue is a little high. Baylor, I think, lost a lot last, from last year's team. Duke, it's Coach K's last run, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that's yep. yep, so his last run. Um, Kentucky, we'll see. Um, you know, UCLA, too, shocks me a little bit. And, oh. Gonzaga doesn't surprise me at all. I just got some breaking news here, boys. What you got? Broncos send eight-time Pro Bowl linebacker Von Miller to... The Los Angeles Rams for two late round twenty twenty two draft picks. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Okay, that defense just <laughs> got scarier. Oh,
0: Timeout. Hang on. Scrap college basketball. That's only in the preseason, okay?
1: That's <laughs> the We <laughs>
0: only, we only got, we only. That's only preseason. We'll come back to college basketball later. Okay. Schefter with a bomb. Well, first of all, Vaughn. Okay, I'm just trying to wrap my head around this. Okay, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. So Vaughn Miller just got sent from Denver to LA to LA to the Rams for you said two?
1: Two late round picks.
0: Two late rounds. Does it say like a fifth
1: or a sixth? It just says late rounds. It's breaking right now. This is a second God. day pick. Second day pick. So somewhere between a, th- a second and fourth.
0: Between
1: second and fourth. It's stays bet- Between second oh, and oh, a f- it's like second and third, actually. So it'll be two. Yeah.
0: A second and maybe two seconds or two a second and a
1: third or something like that. Either way. Doesn't feel like enough. Also, apparently, Jameis Winston is in fact confirmed torn ACL, also damaged the MCL.
0: He's out. Okay, he's done. Derek Henry of the Tennessee Titans could be out. We don't know. We gotta wait for the MRIs. We gotta wait for the MRIs to come back in later. Okay, we gotta. But it's according to Adam Schefter, he's he's saying that Henry is going to be out the remainder of the season. They're guessing it's a broken fifth metatarsal in his right foot. First of all, that is painful as hell. <laughs> that is painful. That is absolutely painful. And for a big guy like he is, that's really got to hurt. So let's jump back to Vaughn Miller. Like, first of all, as a Broncos fan, I'm hurt. I am really, I like, I'm. I'm... I'm really hurt because Vaughn was our key. Vaughn was our, our leader, our guide, our MVP of Super Bowl Fifty. Uh he was the mentor for Bradley Chubb. He was a mentor for all of our def- our new defense defenders coming in. Whether didn't matter what position they played, from the line to the secondary, he helped. He was just a and he was just a big uh influencer in the community of denver colorado and so now he's now seeing him in a ram's uniform it's like seeing stafford in that ram's uniform for the first time it looked weird now you know how it feels bud <laughs> now you know exactly
1: how it feels I now you know how it feels but man um if you're denver if you're denver side he had a year left. his last year of his deal if i remember correctly von miller correct so obviously you get two day two picks cool Rams defense now is absolutely terrifying with Leonard Floyd and Von Miller on the edges, Aaron Donald in the middle, Jalen Rams, easy safety. But also, if we're the Rams now, you get them two day two picks, your first, second, and third are probably both gone. You're not yeah. picking the fourth round. This better work if you're LA. This better freaking work, or else you're gonna be in a world of hurt.
0: I can I, I can agree I agree with you 100 percent This is a Super Bowl or bust year for them. But
1: look who they gotta get who they gotta get by? Green Bay. Arizona Arizona, Arizona, Tampa Bay. Although honestly, my honest opinion, Arizona might be starting to fall off the wagon just a bit with some injuries. But oh yeah, Tampa, uh, Green Bay, big ones, like you gotta bring your A game at this point. You gotta stay healthy or you're gonna And I
0: hate to say this as a Washington fan, but perhaps maybe the team in Texas that's in our division.
1: Oh yeah, the Cowgirls?
0: Yes, the Cowgirls. Thank you. I can the Cowgirls maybe no, but definitely Green Bay, Arizona, Tampa Bay. LA. Those are your top four teams now in the NFC. Yeah. Maybe the Rams are number two. Right behind Arizona, in my opinion. Yeah. You could put Tampa Bay number three, Green Bay number four, because Green Bay hasn't had that really big of a challenge yet. But Vaughn Miller, oh my gosh, I'm just hurting because you know, we want I mean we won. I mean, we beat Washington at home. You know, the day that Peyton Manning went into the ring of fame and he got his Hall of Fame ring and all that kind of stuff through one last touchdown pass. Um, that was, you know, that was that was so cool to see, and Vaughn Miller's gone. Man, what, what way to take the life out of Denver and just, boom, gone.
1: Well, also too, it, also, too, if you look at it in that division, the way, I think, they're having to go try and rebuild this team a little bit. I think quarterback is shaky. Yeah.
0: It's It's been shaky since Peyton Manning retired. And not
1: only that, you have Kansas City the Division, who eventually will wake up and get back to all set wins.
0: Los Angeles...
1: You yeah, got the Chargers and the Raiders are caught fire. If if you're looking up that division, right now, you're like, Okay, you know what? Maybe just maybe we just maybe there's gonna be some good quarterbacks in this class. Let's tap on off.
0: No, and that's not what they're saying. That's not what they're saying. There's not gonna be good quarterbacks in this class compared to the classes that we've had the past two or three years. Which is gonna be I really don't know. There's not there's not gonna be really good free agents out there anyway. So then Denver is Denver's really We're stuck. We're stuck. There's no question. We are just, mm, we're stuck. So it's just, so going on to now Jameis Winston and the Saints in hopes of them getting, maybe getting like a six or a seven seed in the NFC, potentially, that might just, that might, that their hopes might have just been, you know, erased, vanished, gone.
1: I'm still not going to rule them out yet just because of how balanced that entire roster is. Like, they still won with Trevor Simeon yesterday against yeah. Tampa. Like, you still have, like... So, for me, especially with New Orleans, that O-line is so underrated. And they were missing Trey Armstead for about a month there. They got him back. Mm-hmm. And that defense, too, when it's healthy, even their final cylinders... Um, they're top tier. Like, the roster's still good. If you get some quarterback that can hand off 15, 20 times... Like, they brought back Mark Ingram for a reason to go with Kamara. Hey. And, and maybe, just maybe, you get... Michael Thomas back maybe December, if he eventually ever does come back at this point. Who knows on that? <laughs> but even then, like...
0: That guy's a walking question mark.
1: He is. He's there. He's balls. He balls. Yes, But also, New Orleans is still a wild card contender, in my opinion. The way, the way Sean Payne works for quarterbacks. But also, too, like, this is a team that's going to go after some weapons in the offseason. Some wide receivers, draft free agents. They have to do something.
0: Mm-hmm. I can definitely yeah. The Saints just trying to do so, but definitely losing Jameis Winston like that it hurts. Mm-hmm. It hurts, but I just, I just want to see how they rebound. And plus, you never know with the as I I always say the greatest the greatest football player of all time Taysom Hill who can play any position. I, I hate
2: Taysom.
0: <laughs> oh my god! I can't stand that guy.
2: They paid him so much money to just catch the ball a couple times a game. When Winston and I went hate... down, I was like, "Oh, we're gonna see Taysom," and then it was Trevor Simmons. I like, oh, hate.
0: No. Well, first of all, I despise Sean Payton, probably one of the worst coaches. Next to Tennessee's coach, which I will give to in a second. Next to Tennessee's coach, Mike Vrabel, but Sean Payton is just—I oh just—I've never—I've never liked the guy. His coaching schemes are terrible. You put Taysom Hill in, you know what's going to happen. You know, you
2: know yeah, what you, you cannot stop it.
0: Well, I mean, that's, that's just some. That's some teams. Some teams know how to stop it. Some teams don't. That's True. the whole thing. But you know you have Taste on Hill back. Okay, let's. I'm, I'm curious to see what the Saints are going to do with Trevor Simeon and Taste on Hill when he comes back from him being concussed. Um, so that'll be interesting. So as I said, Mike Vrabel, I didn't. You know the way that he uses that he uses Derrick Henry, or not, probably not anymore because Derrick Henry is probably going to be out for the rest of the season pending MRI results. Uh, it's. First of all, it blows for me because I have him in two really high-stakes fantasy leagues. And he's been carrying my team for the entire year. So, I'm very curious to see what Tennessee does with their running game now. We, you know, I just saw that Adrian Peterson is taking a visit to Nashville This meet with the Titans. He's 36 years old. Guy seems like he's been around forever. And he
1: wants wants a ring so bad. That's all he needs for his legacy.
0: But I I don't think he could get it with Tennessee. That's the whole thing. You know, maybe he can get to the AFC title game. But that's that and that's a stretch. Like you said, the Raiders are caught, have caught fire. The Chiefs, if they come back. The Chargers are good. Um, I'm trying to, you know, Cincinnati. Buffalo's still...
1: Know,
0: Buff, I mean, Buffalo's the favorite. There's no denying that. I think all three of us can agree that Buffalo's yeah. the favorite to come out of that, not come out of the AFC.
1: And Tennessee beat Buffalo, so... There
0: you go. Yeah, it's Steph but just the way that Tan, just Tannehill makes too many mistakes so you know over and over again you know the receivers can they could be there AJ Brown he could you know like this past week against the Colts light up the stat sheet. Boom, have like t- 10 or 12 receptions, 150 yards, he can pull up two touchdowns or some weeks he can have like five receptions for 20 yards. All the,
1: all depends on the game plan cuz only have AJ Brown you still have Julio, too.
0: True. Well, it depends if Julio is healthy and hope because Julio's never healthy anymore. He hasn't been healthy for the past three years. But I just I just really, it, it it blows it blows that Tennessee loses they could potentially lose Derrick Henry because that guy was going he was going to maybe pass what he did last year in rushing rushing yards, and plus they were using him more as a pass catching back. Last year he had 17 catches total. Off of like thirty nine targets, this past, this year, he had he until this past game, recent game against Indy, he had like twenty, so he, they're starting to utilize him more. They're starting to put him in on third down more, which I don't understand. Why would you not put a running back that's six foot three in there on third and two when you're at the three yard line? Makes no sense to me. That's that's why I don't really I can't stand that Mike Vrabel guy because he does not know how to use Derrick Henry. You put Derrick Henry on a good offensive line like the Saints or the Cowboys. Oh my goodness, would he be? I think he would be the next like Walter Payton, Barry Sanders. He'd just be running all over people.
1: Well, well, that's the thing with Tennessee. Like their O line has been a little bit shaky. Like the one last year or a couple of years ago, blow ACL. LeJuan, they they've been trying to fix right tackle. They thought they have Isaiah Wilson. That <laughs> fell part of the scene. So now guy, got, they got they delivered believe, at North Dakota State. They got a young guy. Just they've had, they've had some quality pieces, but just hasn't really fully meshed for a long-term piece. It's, it's not a shut sharp time for the O-line, because that defense is going to be competitive. They're going to get your face. The pass rush is better. Not great. We're on defense. I trust Matt Weber with that, at least. But, you know, Tennessee is not a for the O-line.
0: Yeah. And, and They'll definitely win that division. But it's just it's just a, just a question mark seeing what they could potentially do in the playoffs, yeah. because they have a three game lead over Indy, which is which they are the Colts are in second place for that division, and we know the rest of that division is absolutely trash. Um, so, I mean, you know, just speaking, and also just jumping from the AFC South to the AFC North, speaking of trash, um, is Owen seventeen, and an, an, an actual an actual thought a legitimate thought at this point. For the Lions, because 44-6, to oh, the Philly, and you let Boston Scott score two touchdowns. And, let, and you let Jalen Hurts run all over the field and all this kind of stuff. and is So, Sean, you're just not, you're just not, you're like, mm, I, I just don't know, I just don't know. Is 0-17 a possibility for this team? Because we were talking before the show, the Lions really only have two games that they can I think, and we both think, that we that they could win for the rest of this season. And that's Thanksgiving at home against the Bears or towards the end of the regular season when they go to Atlanta. So, Sean, what are, what are your thoughts?
2: 0-17 is real. It is a true danger. There is one more game I think we can win that we have to win. If we don't beat the Steelers this coming week, Oh, and 17 is as real as it can be. I don't think we're going to beat anybody else. The Steelers are reeling. Big Ben can make anything happen at any time. I'm not trying to discredit that man. He is the top-tier Hall of Fame quarterback in my mind. But we got to go over there and slap him in the mouth. we got to stop letting people push us around. All year, quarterbacks who have been trash against every other team, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts in particular, come to Detroit or play against Detroit, and they shine you, like their MVP quarterback.
0: A Pro Bowl quarterback. Absolutely. But there's one factor that the that the Lions are going to get absolutely burned on when they play Pittsburgh this week, and that is Najee Harris. Oh, yeah. No question. I thought he was a bust, too. Najee Harris wrong. will absolutely run all over Detroit because Detroit's run defense is probably the absolute worst in the league. Mitch, I know you're a Pittsburgh guy. You love your Steelers. <laughs> how, so how big of a thrashing do you think your Steelers are going to put on Detroit this
1: week? It's not going to be a big of a thrashing. I've seen this so many times. Pittsburgh's still going to win. I'm sorry.
0: No, there's no... no, no, no Don't need, no need to say you're star. We just... We know it's coming.
1: Because, listen, Pittsburgh is not reeling for any stretch of your reason. Because of one thing. Their defense. Duh.
2: Their defense is good. I'll give you that.
1: They held Cleveland under 100 yards rushing. Yesterday.
2: Which is very hard to do.
0: Especially with Nick
2: Chubb.
1: They also have three all-pro caliber players: from Nick and Fitzpatrick, T.J. Watt, Rod. and Cam Hayward. Watt is a top-tier they, player. If T.J. Watt is not win defense Player of the Year at this rate, I will literally riot on campus.
2: I'll be there. <laughs> and when I
1: graduate in December. I'll come back and riot on this campus. <laughs> but no, I look at Pittsburgh's schedule too. Like, okay, the biggest thing in Pittsburgh for years was their run game. Yes, it's starting to get there now. Yeah, you get balanced yeah. offense. Like, I'm seeing Ben roll out and play action. Like, like he fake the toss and started going the other way. I'm like. Where the hell is this been for three years? But no, <laughs> the scary thing about Pittsburgh is they're getting balanced finally. And yeah, they dropped some games early. Obviously, Green Bay beat the Tar them. I never mean, apologized for spitting their face, but you going to Lambeau that early. It took a while for the O line to click because they're just so young. The O line lost four pieces. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, Dan Moore, left tackle. I thought was shaky, but he's starting to get better. Um, a couple guys like uh, Kendrick Green of Illinois. I knew all the gay the kid was gonna be an ammo, just take just gonna take time. Kevin Dotson people never respected last year at left guard. He's coming to his own. And Chuck And Chuck's a core for it. still a right tackle. He's been solid. Like yep. this old line's fight starting to click. And I look at their schedule going forward, like home against Chicago without Khalil Mack. Home against the Lions. At the Chargers, I mean these next two games, like, these should be winnable. Yeah. Like and all you of a sudden took... all of a sudden they're six and three. And since he's coming off a loss, Baltimore's still oh 5 and 2. I'm just saying. I said it out of the game. I said it since week one don't discount Pittsburgh. This team will be 10 and 7 and lose in the divisional round. I'm still sticking by that 100%. 10 and 7, losing the divisional round. If they get Buffalo, they can beat him again. Because one thing with Josh Allen, if you force him to run and make Allen comfortable, you beat them. And that's yep. exactly what they did week one. And that's exactly what Buffalo's lost in the past. You force him to run, you make Alan uncomfortable. Kids wow. can do that.
2: Wow. I've never been more nervous for a uh, bye week in my life. The Lions better be ready, because Mitch is, and I am nervous. I'll call it sick if we lose. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, we do have that bye week, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, But I'm looking at the Lions schedule, I'm, you know, the 14th at Pittsburgh, at Cleveland. Bears, like we mentioned, potentially a game that they could win. Vikings at home, no, cause
1: really, no, because sure? look, look, last I'm second there. field, you put, let, let last second field goal lost them that game. They could hang in with Minnesota. We saw it already in Minnesota.
0: But just like we said earlier, you know, you put Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields against Detroit's defense, you they they look like Pro Bowlers.
1: Yeah, but Cousins,
0: I Cousins, at, Cousins, in adult. Cousins outside is a different story. Kirk Cousins playing outside in the elements is a different story. Play Kirk Cousins in a dome, different guy. Delvin Cook in a dome, he will run all over Detroit's defense.
2: Cousins struggles when he comes back to Detroit though because he's from Grand Rapids. At least they've been the opinion. Sparty and all that. Yep. Yeah.
0: At Denver, no, not a mile high, not a mile high in now December. he just
2: lost Von Miller. Like, by the way,
1: very good. By the way, it is confirmed second and third round picks this year going from LA to Denver.
0: Unbelievable. So the
1: Rams don't on their first, second, or third round pick.
0: Yikes! Yikes! They're gonna win the Super Bowl. And then, and then, they're at home against the Cardinals, which is <laughs> that's a laugh. <laughs> just I'm. I'm sorry, I laugh at that one because that one's not gonna be good.
1: If 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 Cal, if Calumary is out long term with that sprained ankle, watch out. That could be a game they sneak up and take. I'm not lying.
0: Yeah, but if he is, if but, but, the, but but that team's healthy and they've been playing like we've been seeing them. There's no shot. No shot for Detroit. Atlanta, like we said, that's possibly a shot that they could win it. They they were they went to a, they went to Atlanta last year and they won off that uh, in, infamous Todd Gurley um, just accidentally falling into the end zone and then Stafford led that game-winning touchdown drive to Hawkinson, which that sealed that deal. Maybe Detroit can pull away with that one. Then they go to Seattle and begin at beginning of twenty twenty two January second. No, I uh, think so. You never
1: know. Depending, depending on you know, right that defense out. is not good with Seattle. No. But That's depending true.
0: Depending if Russell Wilson's back, if Russell Wilson's back, Detroit.
2: But the defense is not good.
1: Yeah. Who they have? They have Bobby
0: Wagner and. Yeah, but look how good Detroit's offense has been this year. None. It hasn't been consistent.
1: It's been, inconsistent. It's it's been, been so good.
0: inconsistent.
2: It's had moments where it's looked good. We looked good against the Rams last week, but. And, and somebody, I heard also, the Lions laid everything they had on the line against the Rams. Multiple trick plays we tried,
0: and they suffered the a There's a little House. letdown on
2: the back end of that. Game. The
0: Lions have only scored First twenty. The Lions have only scored twenty plus points in a game once this entire year. Week one, San Francisco, where they put up thirty three. Most of most of those points were garbage points. True. Everything else, just in the teens, in the teens or like eleven or six, something like that that the offense is not there. The offense is the problem. The offense huge problem. Every single thing going around Detroit is a huge problem.
1: Oh, of course, with with wilds like that, we am really that surprised.
0: And then their last game is at home against the Packers. Yeah. Granted, Green Bay might have everything clinched. They could be they could be benching all their starters by that time. We don't know. But oh, if they're playing for a spot for a good seed, Detroit's done. Run that point. So oh, it's seventeen.
2: It could. It could, they could happen. They're
1: gonna win two somehow. They're gonna find a way. It's I, football. I don't
2: want to. I want. I want to. I personally, I I want that record. We were the first. We're one of the teams to go zero sixteen. The first to go zero seventeen. The only coach to ever play on an zero sixteen team and then go zero seventeen as a coach. I'm trying to stack record books. It's, it, gonna, it, it,
1: it's gonna be two and fifteen. They're gonna pick. One. they going That's how they would crush my heart, though. They're so gonna, it's probably realistic. They're gonna pick first. Take Thibodeau. Find some quarterback with that second, another first round pick, yeah. somehow it's going to fall down. I think Kenny Pickett's a David, uh Dan Gamble guy, in my opinion. You give him a year behind golf and then let him run? Like, I'm I'm golf, like needs,
2: just, yeah, golf needs to go. There's no question. Golf needs to go. Bye bye. I've been on that since he came here, though. Everybody and the dude on 961 at Grand Rapids, huge show, kept saying, Oh, golf is the truth. Golf is the truth. He really? Freaking huge. Finally, had to admit that he was wrong, and I oh, I'm so happy.
0: So it's gonna be interesting going forward. I mean, I just I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as Mitch. I'm like, okay, I do think that yes, that they're they are gonna win. They're gonna win a bogus game what they're not supposed to. But to be honest, I really thought their chance was against the Rams that the you know for them to sneak in, they get a sneak in win. I think that that time has passed. And I just I think it's just all downhill from here. New
2: record. New record, baby. Oh, it's seventeen. It's good. uh, oh, it's gonna be fun. See, I can talk myself into it, but once you start saying it, I'm really against it. <laughs> I don't know how that just happened. Like, please, oh, it's seventeen.
0: So looking at week nine. got some uh, pretty good got some interesting matchups. Uh Jets and Colts Thursday night. Uh, so let's just see how, interesting to see how Mike White does on the turnaround.
1: Is, is that in Indy or in the Meadowlands?
0: That is in Indianapolis, the, the kingdom that Peyton built.
1: Close $5 million.
0: Whoa, okay. All right. I just want to see how Mike White plays, though, to be honest.
2: I think he's going to get exposed.
0: <laughs> All right. Raiders and Giants. Raiders should take that one, no question. Falcons and Saints.
1: Could be Interesting.
0: Falcon Saints. Falcon Saints. That's gonna be in New Orleans. Could be interesting. Give me the Saints because
1: I'm not sold on Lance defense yet, especially trying to stop him around the ball.
0: Bills and Jaguars, I really don't think we have to mention who What's the spread at? Right now? Yeah. Oh boy. I'll tell you No respect, minute. probably. I wouldn't be surprised if it's over twenty.
1: I bet you it's sitting right at seventeen.
0: Three three positions is not big, against. Really as, Sean, as Sean's pulling up the uh spread. Browns and Bengals. Key game in the AFC North, no question. I t- I like Cincinnati in this one. They need to come back, bounce back. Joel, 14. Bur-
1: How much is that? 14. Still give me be Buffalo.
0: I'm, I would take Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo. Takeoff. Buffalo easy. Bengal, burrow has been playing great all year. Jamar Chase is going to be the rookie of the
1: year. I agree, but also Cleveland's defense like, is further. I think Cleveland's further long since he is, and I don't think since he is ready for that physicality yet. It's gonna be tight, but they
0: surprised us when they went to Baltimore and won. Well,
1: yeah, well, Baltimore, well, Baltimore is so hit to miss. Like but fun. the Jets just
2: surprised the Bengals yesterday. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that, that's it. like you might...
0: said. It's a 2021 type year. It's a 20. It's a 2021 type year. So Patriots and Panthers. I'm getting.
2: I'm taking the path.
0: Of course you are, because you got that bet on Mac Jones. Of yeah. course, of course you are.
1: Yeah, I'm with it too. Carolina has so many question marks. with McCaffrey out right now. Um, their defense is good. It's going to take the under by a million. But pick the yeah. under big time. But yeah. Give me, give me a England.
0: Broncos. The Von Miller, less Broncos, going to Jerry's world.
1: Give me the Cowboys, but Denver's going to hang in there somehow.
0: Somehow they will.
1: But Brad, Cowboys. Br- Bradley Chubb's still there, right? Yes. He's healthy? Yes, sir. That'll be just fine.
0: Yes, sir. Vikings and Ravens. Mm. In Minnesota or in both In areas? Maryland.
1: That's going to be tight. That's gonna be a really tight game. I think Baltimore edges it, but Minnesota's been hanging tight with just about everybody. So Yeah.
0: Texans Dolphins, nothing like a good battle of you Someone's know keeping great. keeping garbage here.
1: Give me Houston.
0: Interesting. I'm taking Miami. I'll take I like I like Houston as well. Miami's right? online
1: line is straight trash right now. It's
0: straight trash. Sandy, nope, not San Diego. LA. The LA Chargers and the Philadelphia Eagles. That one's in Philly. Give me the Chargers, but it's going to be tight. It's a good road test for Herbert.
1: It is, and Philadelphia is super, super physical both sides of the ball. That's, I, I, I'm going to shock me if Philly did a lead a half, but Herbert rallies it back. Yeah. Honestly, the way it's going to look.
0: A rematch of Super Bowl two,
1: Packers Chiefs. Give me the Packers That sheet. one's in Arrowhead. Still give me Green Bay. So here's my thing with Casey. When looking at the skills the start the year everyone, I was not going to be surprised if they went two of for two or six because A besides outside of Tyron Matthew Chris Jones that defense also doesn't have a whole lot of talent to it True And B you're totally rebuilding the O-line with a couple rookies or laying around junior driver was a left tackle
0: Yeah, Eric Fisher who was on that veteran team for years to part
1: And you lost Sammy Watkins so outside of Kill, you don't have a true proven number two receiver outside of Kelsey Yeah Like I'm sorry KT's K- K- going to fall a three and five here It's gonna be a, It's going to be a shootout
0: but, Yeah, Cardinals and Niners. I, I, depending on how Kyler Murray's health is, I think Cardinals should ha- to have this one.
1: Niners cover at least. I was gonna
2: think the. I think the Niners went out.
1: If, right. if Ke- Kyler Murray can't play, that offense there's a lot of spark, and with JJ Watt out on that defense, I'm sorry, their run defense won't hold up as well. Like we saw, I mean, we saw against Green Bay. Green Bay ran all over Yeah. And uh, San Francisco built physical, built that physical style where they can throw any back in there, and, and Jimmy win. G
2: can shine any day too.
1: Sam sam moved that moved that line around like
0: it's nothing. And then for the Sunday night, what I thought thinking last night, oh this is gonna be the this is gonna probably be the Sunday night game of the year. Derrick Henry's Titans against against the Rams in LA. Well now Derrick Henry's out and the Rams just got Von Miller. It's in LA? Yeah, it's at all five. Tennessee Tennessee still covers. Don't yeah, I wouldn't count Tennessee out by any chance.
1: It shock game Tennessee
0: still found a way to win this game. Really, it, I it, I wouldn't count them out. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I wouldn't necessarily count Tennessee out to win this game. Um, you know, they you know maybe losing Derrick Henry will have give, give him like a push or something like that. Like, come on, we gotta go win. You know, he's he's a big locker room guy. He's you know he's a big big part of their team. It's like, come on, we gotta win this for our brother. Come on, we got let's do this. And Monday night, the Bears at Dust Dealers.
1: Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Justin Fields. He ain't ready for that pass rush. That I'm sorry, sh- <laughs> Chicago's O line is not good. No. it's not. No, good. it's not. And also with um, Montgomery out too, Allen Robinson's been suspect. They don't have a true number two receiver to go with them. Cole love him to death. While you They're throw. tight.
0: Chicago's tight ends are absolutely <laughs> terrible. Ch-
1: Chicago is just uh, three three losses away from just absolutely getting blown up organizationally. I'm surprised that Matt Nagy's not gone. I'm surprised Randy O'Key no. still has a job. To would be dead honest with you. I it wouldn't shock me if Justin Fields looks good for the first half. But when it comes to Matt, Push comes to shove, I don't think Fields... Uh, that defense is too good. I'm sorry, but...
0: I still, I, yeah, I'd like... I I would like Pittsburgh in that one. I just you. It's gonna be
1: low scoring. It's gonna be within. It's gonna be. Within, it's gonna be within ten points.
0: It seems like all it seems like always when Pittsburgh plays, they're never in any, any shootouts. Everything's always very very low scoring. And that that's Pittsburgh's DNA, and they're finally back to it. It always seems like that the old Pittsburgh was in shootouts.
1: The killer bees, Steelers yeah. were shootouts. Yes. The old schools like like when they were Super Bowl forty and forty three, uh, definitely. Punch
0: you in the mouth, run it, go. Yeah. But Frank or have uh, said Franco, that would have been in the seventies. Oh, uh, the bus, the and bu- and also Fastly Parker. Yep, exact. But I still like Pittsburgh in this one. So as we get get ready to close it up, we got the World Series here, just wrapping up. Houston ended up, t- ended up, hanging on, scoring in nine of the last ten
1: runs of that game.
0: Yep. So now it's three to two. So now the my question is: Does Atlanta pull in an Atlanta and blow this thing, or does Atlanta prevail either in Game Six or Game Seven?
1: Well, I think it's going seven. I agree. Go seven, and who wins it? ATL baby, first one since '95. You know, baseball's so wonky. You wouldn't shock me if Houston came back at one and one in seven, but. You know, my family's kind of Raves fans, so I'm going to pull for Atlanta here. But I got to ask you a question, too. Were you born the last time the Raves won the World Series in 99?
2: No, I was not.
1: Because <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were young whippersnappers.
2: I mean, I was almost old. I feel <laughs> old Sean? Because I feel old. Oh, hard. yeah, that
1: hurt.
2: Holy shoot.
0: Yeah, I wasn't, a, I wasn't around yet. I was around maybe like
2: a, yeah, almost a year later. You weren't even a thought yet, were you? What year were you born? <laughs> I was born in 2000. Yo, I, in 2000, I thought the world was gonna I was old <laughs> enough to worry about the world then. We'll do
0: that. It's so that so that's definitely that's definitely gonna be interesting. So now I'm trying to think here. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw up the Mitch and I I know Mitch always came up with really good ones when he when he and Christian hosted this. For also for us a good
1: question. For also a good question of a week. Before here. before I get that can I remain about the Mac, Just a quick second? Go ahead. So this airs on a Thursday, these games are done by Wednesday, but I'm looking at these spreads and I wanna make my picks for the Mac. Just to get it on uh, record, just so I can see. I will bet these picks, I'll do it. Ball State's mm. at Akron. I like Akron mm. plus 19 and have the as I'm saying. Ball State wins by 17, but at Akron on the road. It wouldn't shock me was tight for a half. But 20 points. I, I think ball states I think ball state wins the West personally. But 20 points on the road is just a little too much for my liking. Miami, Miami, Ohio's going to Ohio. I like Miami minus seven and a half. It wouldn't shock me if Ohio found a way to back to recover. Like, it wouldn't shock me if it's a seven-point game doing Miami. Or if Ohio somehow's not going to win. But I'm going to take Miami minus seven and a half right now. Eastern Michigan and Toledo. Toledo Toledo's favorite by nine. I'm taking Eastern. And I'm going to hammer that so hard. And here's a fun fact. Since 2016, do you guys know how many games Eastern Michigan has lost for then eight points?
0: since 2016
1: yeah since I've been on campus nope. since you've been on campus I'm probably gonna say twelve 26 now 26 one possession games eastern hangs in there tight they're gonna cover And once sh- and my pick honestly was eastern eastern picks up Quan Fin comes out flat those go picks to get up early eastern plus nine and a half or plus
0: nine get to the almighty game
1: I'll <sighs> say it for last okay <laughs> Kent State home against NIU. Kent State's three-and-a-half favorite. That move, I thought it was at five. like Kent State winning this. It wouldn't shock me if NIU covered. I think Kent State wins. I think NIU starts to, kind of rep, 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 rep has to fade. But the spread for Central-Western. Oh, boy. Western's favored by any guesses? Don't look at Sean. Any any guesses?
0: Oh, but boy. But the spread's like,
1: Western's favorite because they're at home, by the way.
0: I'm going to say Western's favored by... Oh geez, I'm gonna save Western's favor by nine and a half.
2: I was gonna say three and a half, I just saw
1: the line. It is ten. Yeah. Take Central Michigan plus ten. Here's my thing with Western.
0: Do they win the game though?
1: I think there's a shot. here's the here's the thing. I I don't know how I don't know how this game's gonna look. I know it's gonna be tight within one possession. Western Michigan has this weird Jekyll and Hyde thing in the second half where they're either gonna beat the pound, beat the tar out of you, boy, point something like it's Kent State. Or they're gonna absolutely collapse like they did against with Ball State and Toledo. There's no either or in that scenario. They're either gonna dominate the second half, or they're gonna get dominated. With a team like Central Michigan, who the last two weeks have let teams come back in second half, with a very young team that has seventy freshmen listed on their roster, with Central Michigan as a young team, if they can find a way to close the game, I can see Central winning this. But they're gonna cover that ten point spread regardless. Especially
0: if you know they had the buy, and then they had. That gut wrenching loss at home, yeah. and Kelly Shorts to Niu. I think it'd be a very different situation right now if see if if Central didn't end up if Meter ended up did making that kick, and we did end up beating them. But you know, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda. No, I can't. You know, can't do that. Just have to deal what what we have. I still think you know. I think Central can win this game, not by a lot. Come down to one possession, yeah. be one possession, maybe three. Three game, three point game, six point game to what for them to win it? Be a big game for them too. It would be their fourth or fifth win of the year, fourth, third, fifth. It's
1: going fifth. fifth.
0: They're four, yeah, four four right and now. I right mean, their fifth win. They just need they need one game. To, S- seven to clinch a bowl.
1: Seven wins. They will get to a bowl game. Six, six, mag
0: D. Yeah, I mean, obviously six wins. I mean, it'd be great clinch bowl game six wins, but you it's, know it, that's not what that's not what we want.
1: It's gotta be seven on how crazy the West is this year, but. My question of the day, and I have a good answer for this. I'll ask you guys this. Who's one athlete you think is criminally underrated, never gets enough credit for what they do? Oh, man. If you guys want, I'll tell you mine what you think.
0: Go ahead. It's
1: a name, I don't know why people don't talk about this guy more. Dion Branch. I can't argue that. The that. My honest opinion the first from the Patriots made went three or four. That's the most impressive run I think in football. Yeah. And Dion Branch was Brady's go to guy. Dude was incredible, shifty. He kind of started the whole West Walker, Junior, Edelman kind of mold for that yeah. light out that light out room. Deion Branch, three-time Super Bowl champ. He went to Seattle, wasn't the same, obviously, but he never gets enough credit with his three rings, being the guy that caught so many passes, so many late drives to win Super Bowls. Deion Branch, criminally underrated. That's, that's a my great take. point. That's
2: such a great. That point. that's a good point. That really is. Because I forgot about Deion Branch, but when you say his name, I remember how important he
1: was to those teams back then. People forget about the 84 for New England. So, gentlemen, what do you think?
0: Hmm. Because there's so many different athletes. for so, so many guys for so many different teams in different eras. Sean, it? take it. Herman Moore.
2: <laughs> I love that. Herman Moore was an incredible wide receiver in Detroit when Scotty Mitchell was trying to throw a ball sidearm. Trying to figure out how to be Patrick Mahomes before the kid was even born.
0: Or be Stafford, before Stafford.
2: And then Barry was there, too, so Barry got a lot of the love, got a lot of the hype. But Herman Moore was the dominant presence in that wide receiver room that had Johnny Moore and Jermaine Crowell. It was, it was the heyday of being a Lions fan, and Herman Moore is that guy for me.
0: Interesting take. Interesting take, because for me, I'm thinking of, like, okay, I'm thinking of football, I'm thinking of football, you know, I'm thinking of the basketball world. Um, you know, I'm thinking of, um, thinking of hockey, you know, out, you know what, this guy's just popped into my mind. And since, since Megan is not here, I'm, I really, I truly believe this, um, for this guy that Bob Probert never got enough credit for what he did. Oh, people always think, oh my, you know, look at all the stuff that he did off the ice, you know, look at all the stuff he did off the ice in the way he, way he passed all those years ago. Um, just the way that he helped Detroit win and set up those teams for what they were um not only bringing the physicality and bringing the bruise brothers to life and him and Kosar just absolutely just annihilating just annihilating anybody who wanted just to try and get a crack at the russian five, you know the fan the fantastic Russian five or the captain and Stevie Y who wanted to go after them those guys protected them those guys were the protectors. But Probert does not get enough credit for what he did as a defender. He does not get enough credit for what he did as a scorer. Very, he probably one of, probably one of the most underrated hockey players besides fighting. Because people think Bob Probert probably one of the you know, the best fighters in hockey history. But a very underrated under, underrated player doing everything else on the ice.
2: Yeah,
0: from score scoring assist, his assist totals, everything else. But definitely Bob Probert probably won. And when even when he went to Chicago, when they traded, when the Red Wings and Blackhawks traded twenty fours for Pro, for Probert for Cicirelli, Yeah. Probert still made an impact on Chicago. Wasn't a Stanley Cup championship type of impact, but he made his impact. It was towards the end of his career and stuff like that. But he made his impact. He still he still made his. He still put up a good amount of goals, good number of assists. You know, got way more fights, but. Has his career as a red wing, very, very, very underrated. It probably probably one of the best red wings besides the Stevie Wise, the Federoffs, um, the Zetterbergs, the Pavels of that will, you know, I could you we know, do we could sit here for hours listening to all the great Red Wings, Gordy, uh Ted or and Ted Lindsay, all those guys, the Vacchio, all those guys. But Probert, definitely underrated.
1: Absolutely.
0: So very different, very interesting. Probert, Herman Moore, on branch very interesting and that will do it for this installment of unsports from my conduct mitch thank you so much for stop, for stopping by again
1: it was really cool to have you back hey you know it was fun to be back i wasn't planning on it but you know when, when poor megan bless your heart kind of blows my voice over the weekend you know gotta be ready for the opportunity so hey so so thank you boys for having me keep your stick in the ice as always thank you
0: as For Sean Chase, and for our great friend Mitch, I'm your host, Aaron Gemmel. As always, keep it fresh. We'll be back next week.